0: the our global god podcast wishes to thank the following sponsor for their support of the mission of one plus god ministries contact
1: liberty chiropractic for all your health and wellness needs they specialize in chiropractic adjustments and nutrition response testing utilizing standard process products call 937-465-2500 to set up your appointments
0: One Plus God Ministries makes it possible for any individual, group, or church to go on a global short-term missions trip. You say when, where, and what you wanna do, and they make it happen. Locally, they also do retreats for business people, men, women, families, and couples. This nonprofit has a missions heart and wants missions to be a part of your life every day, everywhere. The host of this series, Our Global God, is Vinan Devitt, also known as Pastor Wayne, director and founder of One Plus God. One Plus
1: God, family and friends, thank you so much to have had the privilege to journey with you through season two of our Global God podcast. And in this season, we are looking at the letters of God to the church in Asia Minor 2,000 years ago, but definitely still applies to us today my name is Wayne devet also known as wayne with one plus god ministries feel free to visit us at www.oneplusgod.com Dot org One written out. O-N-E-P-L-U-S-G-O-D, one plus God. Org, and I'm so privileged to have with me in the studio my dear friend from South Africa. And sometimes you will hear that we kind of lose a word here or there, and we have to f- we have to think about it because English is both our second languages. We both, our first language would be um, the South African language of Afrikaans. There's 11 official languages in uh, South Africa, many more languages, but 11 official. And therefore, we also have an accent. (laughs) So welcome to my dear friend and missionary partner, Anneli Janssen van Reinsberg.
0: Thank you. Thank you for letting me on the show.
1: Anneli, you have said so many things about your ministry and thank you for doing that. Listeners, if you would want to know more about Anneli's ministry, please go to onepluscar.org, find Get Involved, drop down to the tab called Featured Ministries and there you will find Anneli's ministry that is named Ministry Through Movement ministry through movement next year uh, early next year it will be 28 years old and um honorly serves the children the community the families um even have a counselor that's being made available to to the children honorly and we have not spoken about that yet i don't think so at least Mm. (laughs) perhaps we have and then god wants me to repeat that um why why and what what does the counselor do
0: Okay so basically due to the abuse that a lot of the children suffers we need to intervene in a way that is also legally acceptable and to do something about the abuse situation maybe remove the child or something like that but if we don't follow the correct protocol the correct procedures we might just jeopardize the child's safety. So the social worker, Nonin Llaupo, was um, a social worker of the government. And due to systems not being as they should be, she decided to start a private practice. And God has uh, made me meet her on a pavement. Um, I was praying for somebody that will be able to, to counsel to the people in their mother tongue. And I just met her by dropping somebody off on a pavement. So God made us uh, our paths cross there. Wow. Yes. So it was a divine appointment. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And so she also t- empowers the, the parents mm. in order to know how to work with their children. And then, of course, our teachers, once were children also. Yes. And they still carry the baggage of the abuse who was not addressed And therefore, she also works with them because as you work with children, triggers are being triggered. And then um, she works with them to work through their trauma in order for them to um, work with the children.
1: Anneli, just a quick refresher. You keep saying children, children, children. How many children do you work with over a span of a week?
0: Okay, so basically... Um, A 1,000 children um, of the hospitals Mm -hmm. and then also in the sport ministry at the preschools and aftercare.
1: And then you, you refer to teachers and this counselor that also takes care of the staff and how many people are adults working in the ministry? Cooks, cleaners, teachers, what does that look like?
0: Okay, so at this stage we include Inclusive of myself, it is 48 people.
1: 48 people serving a 1,000 children um, a week. And honestly, the one thing that I love about your ministry, you know, there's many, many ministries out there, and when you talk of them, you hear about children, 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 because that touches the heart of the people, right? I understand that. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, good, good marketing, right, yeah. <laughs> to, to do that. And it's not false either. But what I love about Ministry Through Movement, I also always here, right from when you started the ministry. I also always hear about the parents. I hear about the families. I hear about the brothers and sisters. I hear about um, the adults in the ministry. That's serving. That's also being served, yes. you know. Um, I know when I go to South Africa, one of the things that, that I love to do is just when you always give me a teaching moment to the adults, yes, to the teachers, to the staff and mm-hmm. also to um, parents of the children who want to join. And so it is truly a um, holistic ministry paradigm, right, yeah. that that you guys are following. And honestly we, we have, um, I don't think we've said it so clearly, but this is our last session in this podcast, and I do want to... Take a moment, may the listeners please forgive me for doing that. Please don't stop listening after that, after this. But you also have a financial need, right? Yes. And you are in the States currently to raise funds. So this is a huge ministry. This is a ministry amongst the poorest of the poor. Uh, many of these people have no running water, no electricity, um, eat off of dump sites. Um, many of these people have, have um, little access to electricity. To some form of water, not always the the cleanest water. Um, A little home, little brick home, little tin home. You said in some of these sessions, on an average, you would say two percent of the people would be in the of the adults would be fully employed, like we understand full employment. Um, The rest try to live off of doing something here doing something there or part-time employed and so we talk about the poorest of the poor we're talking about a a third world pocket area of course south africa is not a first third world country we have first world and third world extreme diversity real close to each other that's the area that's the people that you work with there's a need to help to keep the ministry going Um, Right now, and for listeners, perhaps listening in the future, this is being recorded in early December of 2021. What does the need look right now and what are you trying to raise?
0: Okay, so I'm basically the shortfall we have at the moment is $4,000 per month. And um, it's due to various factors, especially the effect of COVID has doubled the need where I work and then also due to the fall in the dollar value but all in all um, yeah if we don't get the funds um we will have to make some changes in the ministry in the next couple of weeks, right? because
1: the schools in South Africa, or in most of Africa, runs on a calendar year Mm. from January to December. The kids will will go home in just a week or so. They'll come back early January. And if we don't get the necessary funds, we will need to let full-time staff go, right? Yes. And an average salary of a staff person, an average salary, would you say two hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars per month is an average salary yes, so two hundred yeah. to two hundred fifty dollars per month an average salary God challenged us to get forty people four zero people to each give one hundred dollars per month and only where are
0: you at today well I'm in faith we are at eleven point five out of forty
1: okay so some people when you say in faith you mean some people have pledged but haven't actually started that giving yes. yet if we would include that if they would be faithful and follow through on promises we have 11.5 so 11 people giving 100 and one and person giving 50 per yeah. month right um, and uh, so and you are going home on December 13 right yes. so we have yeah. like 12 days or so left um, so this is this is I think only as serious as it gets. And this is why I hope that the listeners will bear with us, will listen with an open heart to this need. If God lays it on your heart to support this ministry with $100 per month, would you be so kind to go to onepluscar.org, go Click on the donate button, choose global missionaries, global missionaries, and another list of options will pop up. With several missionaries, you simply find Anneli, or if you cannot remember Anneli, ministry through movement and you can start to give on a date of your choice through um, a card or a checking account um, and you choose to make your donation from, to start from a certain date, make your deno- donation monthly recurring. You want to know more about the ministry, you can go to get involved, click on featured ministries and find ministry through movement there. You're also welcome to send any of us an email and the easiest email address to remember would be info at onepluscard.org. Annalie, thank you so much for sharing your art. Thank you for coming all the way to America from South Africa. You are doing exactly what God did with the churches there in Asia Minor. He does not just ask them something from afar. He goes to them, watches carefully what they do, and say, these are the things that you're getting right. These are the things that you still need to work on. And we have gone through every of the seven letters. So what are we going to do in episode 8? We are simply going to look at all seven of them. (laughs) So we're going to look at certain things. Of course, we did not Have time in every episode to cover everything. So, we're going to look at um, every church and see if there's some jewels left that we did not have time on in that specific episode to look at that. And we're simply going to this time, we jumped around a little bit in the episodes. In this episode, we're simply going to tackle Revelation. Um, chapter 2 and look at the first letter there and go through all seven of them because I don't want you to get all confused please grab your Bible or open an app open it up in Revelation chapter 2 the first letter that we find there is the letter to Ephesus and one of the jewels I think honestly, that we've kind of skipped over or, or mentioned just real quick we find in Revelation 2 verse 6 This is what Jesus says. You have this in your favor. So Jesus says, this is what you are doing right. You hate the practice of the Nicolaitans. And they they were people that got themselves into all kinds of sexual immoralities and things like that. Um, We don't know for a fact exactly who they were. But that's what we can gather from the context of uh, Revelation at least. And then Jesus says, which I also hate. And what stuck with me, Anneli, was this idea of um, that God is saying, hate what I hate. And every time, um, friends, we have asked this question, these messages to the church 2,000 years ago, does it still apply to us today, Anneli?
0: Yes, I definitely think, I know they apply. I can't say I think. Yes. I know they apply. Me being very practical, and that, I think that's why I've got 28 years of ministry behind me. Um, I would like for you to also make notes. Just one question about each of these letters that will apply to you directly. So I love that. What do you think you start to need to hate that God because hates God in God your notes. life? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Make it practical. Make right. it Make it applicable to your own life. Yeah. Otherwise, we think this letter was written to your neighbor.
1: Right. Right. And so we're not even going to give examples only on, on yeah. this, right? Because I think we could all go and mm. make a list of 20 things, probably in 20 seconds, right, that we know that God ate. So I think the danger is that we think God... Just doesn't like this thing too much, but doesn't really hate it. God is just uncomfortable with this, but doesn't hate it. God will forgive me for this, but doesn't hate it. God will bear with me while I indulge in this, but doesn't hate it. God will understand that I sometimes need a break, you know <laughs> um, i I sometimes need to unload on my wife with bad language because I just had a bad day and I couldn't take anything more. And God will understand my, you know, anger, my tantrum moment that I had because I'm having a pretty tough day or a tough life, actually. Mm. Mm. Um, So for me, the warning is, you you said in one of our previous episodes, Annalie, we need to be brutally honest. Mm. And friends... God hates sin, absolutely hates it, says for punishment is death. And so can we be honest and say, what is that one thing in my life that the devil has kind of started to trick me, put some nice caramel sauce over it? I don't know what, what you guys like over your ice cream or your dessert or whatever. I love the caramel sauce. You know, so so what what is the sauce that the devil had started to pour over something that's actually that God actually hates. But there's a caramel sauce over it and it feels to you like it's not that hateful anymore. And do what Anna suggested and write it down and say, I need to get rid of this in my life because God actually hates it and therefore I need to hate it. And then God will be able to say to me, You, my child, have this in your favor. Mm. You hate what I hate. That's the letter to Ephesus. The letter to Smyrna, an awesome letter, um, the next one of the seven. And we read this. Please read it with me. Please open up your Bible. Would love for you to, to actually hear it from God's word. I always say, nobody says it like God. Here it comes. Verse 10, he says to the church in Smyrna, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. What you are about to suffer is pretty pretty significant. The devil will put some of you in prison to test you. You will suffer persecution for 10 days. We referenced that in the previous episode when we talked about this. Remember, it's a reference to the book of Daniel and it simply means the number 10 in the ancient world was a number of completeness. It means that God is in control of the suffering. It will not be a day longer. God will not allow you to suffer a day longer than what he wants you to suffer. Also not a day shorter, (laughs) but God is in control. This will go on for a metaphorical period of 10 days, symbolical period of 10 days. So be faithful, even to the point of death, mm-hmm. and I will give you the crown of life. Only when you hear that, applications for today, what do you think?
0: Yeah, one of the things that's in my mind is the victor's crown. Yes. I just think that, for me, it, it's wonderful, and if I can just quickly share... One of the things that touched me while growing up, I heard the story of a Christian in Russia, in Siberia. And they tied him to, um, naked to this piece of ice. Oh and, my goodness. Yeah. And they said that if he renounce his faith, they will untie him and he can go free. And he endured and endured and endured and then at some stage... He unfortunately said, yeah, he couldn't take it anymore. And he said he he wants to get off. He renounces faith. And then one of the soldiers that was standing there started taking off his clothes and said, put me there. And they asked him, are you crazy? And he said, no, I saw the crown descending. And just before it went onto that guy's head. He renounced his faith, so I will take his place. Oh, my no. And And it stayed with me through my whole wow. life. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, Annalie,
1: so the question is how close yeah. is the crown of life to yes. your head, right? Yeah. How close do is the crown develop. of life to your head? Do not give up. Annalie, I don't think I want to say anything else because if I say another word, I will spoil that. I want that image to stay with our listeners. Yeah, do not give up. You have no idea how close that crown of life is to your head. Don't, like, don't let somebody else take your place and you miss that. Thank you so much. The letter to the church in Pergamum. Now, friends, here and there, we've touched a little bit on the way in which you will be blessed. So every letter has a, warm, you know, you are doing great with this. You, you, you're kind of, you know, missing the ball here change and then you will be blessed in this way and then there's two letters that we said that you actually don't have anything negative in it how amazing is that <laughs> right They're like whoo i want to be like them lord make me like them but in in symbolic metaphorical way right you have so many so many metaphors in in revelation and then just perhaps a side comment these metaphorical symbolisms can be understood sometimes by understanding the greek language so the language sometimes helps you out Sometimes, very interestingly, you find actual examples of this right there in Revelation 1, where um, the lampstands and the stars are actually being explained. You know, so John will say, this is what the star means. This is what the lampstands mean. (laughs) Um, So sometimes the text actually helps you to understand it. Sometimes you need to remember that the Old Testament was the Bible, of the New Testament believers, right? So sometimes you find understanding of the symbolisms and the metaphors to go back to the Old Testament, like we just did with the 10 days in Mm. the book of Daniel. Mm. Um, Sometimes these metaphors make sense when you understand the circumstances of the people, what happened in their life around them, and and God will use that Mm. and say, you are known to this. So I'm going to use that example And then I'm going to reinterpret that so that you can understand what I want to say to you. And we find that in the blessing that Jesus says that's going to happen with you. He says in verse 17 of Revelation 2, the church in Pergamum, um, you as an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to him who overcomes, to him who perseveres, wait for that crown to come down, right? Um, I, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it known only to him who receives it. So they will receive hidden manna and they will receive a white stone. Now, what on earth does this mean? So first, the hidden manner. we find the meaning of that in the Old Testament, right? We all remember the story. The, you know, Israelites go through the desert, they get hungry. And God says, I will feed you, right? And, and, and I always joke and say, <laughs> and God tells the angels and say, from now on, for a while, you're going to get up a little earlier and bake, bake heavenly bread and drop it from heaven, right? So I don't know, I don't know where the manna started, but, but it falls down from heaven. They, they know they can only eat it one day. They, they try to save it for the next day, it gets bad. Except on the Sabbath, right? It would stay good for one extra day so that they don't have to pick it up on the Sabbath. Then God says, save a bit of it in in, in a jar, put it in the Ark of the Covenant, so that every time that you people look at that, you will know that I was there for you. I sustained you even through the desert. I'm the one that can sustain you no matter what happens to you in life. And and so it's interesting, all the manna would always go bad except that, right? Not even only for the Sabbath, it always stayed good. And so it was like, God does not only sustain his people, God also sustains that which sustains for people. Mm, mm. <laughs> and so, and then during one of the exiles, most, most probably, we don't know for sure, but most probably um when when the exile happened Jer- the prophet Jeremiah that that's kind of the story that goes around in some of the other literature that we have that's not included in the bible he might have hit the ark of the covenant because it was so special to the nation and and so it's still lost to this very day and so and so God says you know how I'm going to bless you you know that manna that's now hidden I know where it's at and I'm going to sustain you for eternity with that. So, Anneli, you say you think in pictures. <laughs> you said that in one of your previous episodes, or yeah. um, you know. So, when you hear that picture, what does that stir in your heart?
0: Um, strangely, this morning when I was busy in the bathroom, yeah, um, brushing my teeth, I thought meals must be pretty special to God <laughs> because <laughs> He makes such a big, big thing about it in yes. the Bible. Yes. So. They it can't be wrong to eat three times a day or six <laughs> times a day. It 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 is just has mm. so much more meaning.
1: So so we, we can enjoy our turkeys on Thanksgiving we can, right. We can enjoy it and, yes. and,
0: and, and the fact that there's fellowship around it. There's yes. a time where where family comes together and when I hear this am I don't see the food. I mm. see the, the picture around it. I right. see a family enjoying this. So He's going to sustain us as a family mm, forever. Of, of for, forever. Forever,
1: yeah. Having fellowship with our eternal sustainer yeah. who will give us what we need to sustain us forever. Yes. Right. So that's a blessing that yes. he says. I love it. Yes. I love it. And so then he says, I'm going to give you a white stone. So trying to understand this one symbol about the Eden manna, manna, we need to go to the Old Testament. Understanding the white stone, we need to look at the... The cultural background of the people sometimes if a judge would would say you are you are guilty you'd get a black stone you're not guilty you'll get a white stone so white stone was like oh whew, thank thank you so much you know i'm not going to lose my head or you know being thrown into prison even you know and then sometimes you'd get a a white stone to say this stone will protect you. People were very superstitious. So they hang a white stone around their neck and like this stone will protect me from evil spirits. God says, I am going to be your protector. I have been and will be your protector. And the third one, you know, sometimes people would get a white stone kind of as an entrance ticket. They were not paper, right? So this, this specific white stone that looks like this Will, will give you entrance into the temple or entrance into this arena or into the show or whatever. And we know, you know, Anneli, you've experienced, you've referenced that a little bit. We joked about, you know, the whole Ohio, Michigan feud with, mm. with the sport. And so imagine you have a ticket to a special booth of your favorite sport team, right? And so here you have a ticket to heaven, Anneli again what what stirs in your heart when you hear this
0: the big thing is that i th- um in the ministry we work i work with people who are actually in nature very close to nature so i have learned in my preaching to use objects just like jesus mm. used parables yes look to the flowers look the birds Mm. he always do this so for me yeah (laughs) so so for me and i think we see it in the shops christmas time everybody buys some memorabilia yeah this is a reminder that i'm going to go to heaven that you know so i have used this to give each person a white stone in in one of the sermons yes that i've with their name on Mm -hmm. um because now, before it was taboo, now it's Saint Taboo. Ah.
1: So, you know,
0: it's just this thing of who are you truly in Christ? Mm. And that reminds us of that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a ticket to heaven, mm. right? Where you will be protected. And that when you arrive there, the judge will say, oh, you are not guilty. Yes the price had been paid, Mm -hmm. um, you can come in. And God uses something just from the world around us to remind us of that, right? So your white stone might be, in our culture, a cross around your neck, right? Or your white stone might be your church bell, right? And So the church bell rings in town and it shouts out a message, uh, you are on your way to heaven you know, or mm-hmm. a Christmas song, or, you know, yes. a song might do yeah. that. And, and there's no power in the song. There's no power in the church mm-hmm. bell. There's no no power in the cross around your neck. There's no mm. power in the white stone. It, rem, it helps us to remember, member. right, the truths that, mm. that is held in the hand yeah. of God. Mm. And so we move on to the letter to Tyre Tyre. And we have said in, in one of the previous episodes that this, um, was was a place where we had all kinds of trades happening right and so you had people working with bronze and iron and a blacksmith and a leather worker and so on and so you also had iron rods that was made for the shepherds there and so God is is saying there that I have in my hand a rod like a shepherd's And so in chapter 2, verse 18, we read, I am here and my eyes are like blazing fire. My feet are like burnished bronze. So so God again connects with what the people knew there. um, So they would understand that metaphor perfectly. And from these bronze fires and so on, he can make, verse 27, an iron scepter. And, and so that that always for for a shepherd was such an encouraging um, metaphor, right? So, so God can also take care of us like a shepherd takes care of us. His staff is not just a, a wooden staff but an iron staff so he mm. can definitely look after us. but then also he will dash them to pieces like pottery and for people who made pottery you like, oh my goodness gracious, right? That is a strong, strong metaphor. It can not only protect, can dash something. And for a pottery maker who just made, the, made a nice jar for that to be crushed, that, that was a big deal. So God says in verse 26, To him who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give him authority over the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He can pull them close, but he can also dash them to pieces like pottery. What, what stirs in your heart, Annelie?
0: I think the, the big thing is this idea of a shepherd's staff is that he knows his sheep and that what it's also said in this piece is that God searches our hearts and our minds. Yes. And and that will be and, the and deciding factor. And he says that in verse 23, right? Mm. I
1: am he who searches hearts and minds. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So
0: that that will determine... What he's going to do with that stuff. Right. So, you know, I think um, in this regard, it's always that, um, I can't remember the psalm, but the last verse of that psalm says, search my heart, O God, and see if there's anything that not should be there. And I think that is something that, that comes to mind with yeah.
1: this. So God knows our hearts and minds, and then this is amazing. He says to him who overcomes, does my will, I will give authority over the nations, mm. right? So mm. so also we, we go out to people that share the good news as God's children. You know, he also helps us to see who needs to be pulled in like mm. a sheep and who needs to be be handled like like pottery that's being broken, right? So it's like, yeah. you need to stop this. And come, stop and come, come and stop, right? Mm. And Mm. so that this is so, so incredibly special. And the letter to Sardis, um, in chapter 3, verse 3, God says this, Jesus says, If you do not wake up, I will come to you like a thief. And you will not know at what time I will come to you, but it will be like a thief. Annalie, how many times have we said... We need to be alert. We need yes. to be awake. I don't almost don't know what else we could say about this. Do you wanna to add to that? But it's we, we need to be not sleepy. We need yes. to wake up, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, we need to be aware.
1: And yeah. and, and, and I think, you know, if my son's second alarm You know, if I know I had set a second alarm, I might say, Nicky, are you going to get up? No, Dad, I'm waiting for my number alarm. Okay, and you're not too worried. But the second one goes off and he's still not up to get ready for school or work or whatever. I will speak a little louder, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I see he's not going to make it, you know. Mm -hmm i might Mm -hmm. say if you don't if you're not ready or if you're late you know i might take away your cell phone or you 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 know or something but i will it will be louder and louder and louder right and so what we find in revelation is that god speaks louder and louder and louder towards the end right but Mm. you you will look at the judgments and you go like man this is some tough stuff
0: Mm.
1: but what is god saying he's saying I want you to wake up. It's time to wake up. And so he speaks louder and louder. And I think with things like COVID and so on, God is speaking so loud, right? You need to make sure that I'm in your life. You need to speak to the people who don't have life in them yet, because that might end so soon. You need to stay on it, right? Mm -hmm. In your own life and in the life of people around you. We need to be alert. We have not been called to um, survive, but to conquer. Yes. But to conquer. And it's time to conquer. It's time to Mm -hmm. conquer. Mm -hmm. In the letter to Philadelphia, we uh, read in verse 10, You have kept my command to endure patiently, and therefore I will also keep you from the hour of trial. I will keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. Now, those who live on the earth, that's always in a negative context. Those are the unbelievers. So people have sometimes said, oh, this is going to keep us from the hour of trial. We're going to be, you know, kind of leave the earth and then there's going to be a a difficult period on time and and then the believers are going to come back. Honestly, I, I have a little bit of a problem with that. Um, Why? Because God's heart, Anneli, is about the 99 in the pen or the one outside of the pen? one outside. The one outside. So my question is, does that show the heart of God? Mm -hmm. People are going through Mm -hmm. the worst time ever.
0: Yeah. The righteous judge, slow to anger. And
1: we are gone. Yeah. We, we, no. we're, we're sitting in heaven enjoying yes. that, that, that hidden manna, right? Delivered our white stone, entered <laughs> and enjoying our fellowship with the sustainer and then go back and like you poor folks that was left behind, you know. Um, I have a problem, uh, you know, with how that theology mm. makes sense. Mm. I think this is what this means, friends, is this hour of trial. Sometimes God allows us to go through the suffering. Yeah. Only have you had suffering in your life?
0: yes definitely and i think that is the times that that i realized god used the megaphone yeah to yeah. speak to me about things not always but a lot of times that was the times when he makes sure i heard the second alarm
1: yeah right and have there been times in your life or in ministry where there's been crazy stuff happening around you but yet it feels like you are almost saved
0: from that where you have peace in that moment. Yes. Have you had times like that? Yes, definitely. That um, you just feel I'm solid as a rock right. amidst the storms that's around me.
1: You know, one example that I think of, Anneli, when COVID hit in 2020, you guys lost your vehicle to transport your children, it. right? Yeah. And in a time where we thought this is the most difficult time to get help, to continue ministry. A church here in America stepped up and blessed you guys with your own vehicle, right? Yeah. At that point, you use somebody's vehicle and you lost that privilege, yeah. right? Am I? Yeah. Do I remember correctly? That's good. Correct. And God just blessed you. And, and so it seems to me God is trying to say, endure patiently. Sometimes the storms will hit you, but God knows you and he will keep you from it if he feels like you've kind of hit your limit. You need a yeah. break for a little bit. Yeah. Why? So that you can go back out again.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And continue the fight That's for him, it, right?
0: That's it, yeah.
1: So the last letter, friends, the letter to the church in Laodicea. Can you believe it? We've done it again. We went through all seven. <laughs> and we read in Revelation 3, verse 20. We're going to close with this. Here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Eat with him and he with me. Anneli, close this out for us. Our eight episodes in our second season on God is writing to the church. I believe it still means for us something today. How do we end this?
0: Because of what he did on the cross, we are worthy to open the door. I think a lot of times people don't want to open because of their past because of the current situation that they are in. God can make anything new. So I want to encourage you, where you know that he's standing at the door of, of a neighbor or somebody's door, just go and love them so that they can know they are worthy to open. And if you are the one that is scared to open because of how you feel, Not even your sin can separate you from the love of God if you open that door.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And once you're inside. To remember, there's others that might also be scared. Yes. Yes. Right. And to go and tell them, you know what? Hope is just on the other side of the door. There's someone knocking on the other side. Hope is just the width of a door Mm. away. Annalie, thank you for joining us. Dear friends, if you want to connect with Annalie, please write this down or rewind it until you hear it. Her name is Annalie and her email address is A-N-N-A-L-I-E. Annalie. A-N-N-A-L-I-E. At dot o r g onely at onepluscar.org feel free to connect with Annalee. she would be glad to respond um, she's a people people person i think you heard that from her heart through all these episodes Annalee, what a privilege to have done this with you in america two south africans funny accent second language thank you for sticking it out with us dear friends may the lord bless you honorly i would love to pray for ministry through movement father thank you so much for this time that we could spend with honorly i pray that your blessing will be upon ministry through movement i pray that your blessing will be upon honorly and their family and their entire team of ministry through movement you the sustainer may you provide the manner that they need to be sustained even through these most different and difficult times may your blessing be upon every listener all of the ministries and churches and communities here and everywhere that they are involved in and may your blessing continue to be upon one plus god ministries too and we pray this in jesus name friends thank you so much for joining us for the second season of our global god and may the Lord always walk with you. You are truly blessed, highly favored, and loved by God. May His grace be with you now and forever. Thank you,
0: and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Contact One Plus God Ministries at oneplusgod.org to reserve your trip, attend a retreat, or invite Pastor Wayne as a speaker. oneplusgod.org
1: The Rise FM Podcast Network.